Hey everyone, I'm just popping in here before we get started today for a little clarification. In today's episode, we are going to hear from Pamela, who is a student in my course. Throughout the episode, Pamela makes reference to the SEO Superstars program, which she joined in January of 2020. SEO Superstars now lives inside of my main program, Scale Your Sales. I found when I sold SEO Superstars by itself that students would learn and they would implement the materials from SEO Superstars and then they would want the next level. What comes next? How do I continue to grow this business? How do I grow it in a way that I'm not overwhelmed and I'm not working all the time? And how do I deal with the financial side of the business? How do I goal set? How do I really up level this business to its fullest potential? Adding in more to the program, diving in deeper, and rebranding it as Scale Your Sales instead of just the SEO portion allows me to have the ability to cover all of those things in one program. SEO is still the most important way to drive traffic to your shop, and it always will be, but it is not the only important aspect of running a successful and profitable and scalable business. And all of those pieces working together is what you learn inside of Scale Your Sales. All right, let's get started. Hey friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. and welcome back to another episode of Crickets to Cha-Chings. My name is Lauren and today on the podcast, I'm super excited to talk with Pamela Lagudakis, who is a student of mine in my program and she has an awesome story to share. So welcome, Pamela. Thanks for coming today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you sell, your backstory, what you do. Okay, so I'm going to try to keep it somewhat short. My name is Pamela and I sell book sleeves on Wonderland Book Sleeve. And I also sell baby onesies over on Chasing Little Feet. They're both on Etsy. And I feel like I have a very similar background when it comes to Etsy as a lot of other sellers. It kind of just started off as a hobby. My mom and I go to book signings and stuff, which is totally a thing. And we go to book signings and we meet authors and they sign my books and I have a library in my house and I'm obsessed. I was a book blogger for a couple of years and... I was going to a book signing and they really wanted stuff for like the VIP bags. They wanted like swag and stuff like that, which is just like bookmarks and like free digital downloads and things. But of course, I <laughs> being who I am, I was like, you know what? I bet we could totally donate like book sleeves to this like VIP bag, whatever. So we ended up <laughs> donating like sewing and donating 200 book sleeves and I'm pretty sure I thought my mom was going to kill me when I <laughs> when she agreed to that. But I didn't even know book sleeves were a thing. Like I had kind of stumbled across them and I was like, you know what? I want to try to make these. So of course, it just started off as a hobby. And I was like, you know, if I put it up on Etsy, they will come. <laughs> they will buy. If I list it, they will come and they will buy it. And I literally knew nothing. I knew nothing about any of it. So that was at the end of 2018. This was like, well, September 2018. And I found out in 
very, very late December, early January 2019 that I was pregnant. So that kind of threw (laughs) a wrench in kind of everything because I realized really early on that I didn't want to really work full time while she was growing up. Like I wanted to have that flexibility to be able to be with her and not feel like I was just devoting all my time to work, you know? So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to try. Like it was definitely like a, it was definitely a huge risk because I had been with the company that I'm still at. I still work there part time, but I took this huge risk dropping down to part time after she was born and just kind of, you know, jumping in. And I mean, we were still selling through 20 or 2019, but it wasn't, it wasn't a lot. And we actually ended up getting our first vendor spot here where I live. I actually am in Central Florida. And so we got a vendor spot that I went to, but I loved it. Like on maternity leave, I just got like this taste for working for myself and just wanting to have my own schedule. I didn't want to kind of be at the mercy of my job. And I was already burned out from it. And it just so maternity leave kind of gave me that like reprieve and that kind of vision of what I wanted. So it was December of 2019 that I found your podcast, Crickets to Chichings. And I started like just binge listening to everything. And I was listening to episodes over and over and over again, because I wanted to just devour all the information that I could. So I remember going back to work. And I came back and I told my husband, I was like, I can't like run and we had had a decent December in 2019. But I was like, I can't do Etsy full time and not know how it works and not know anything about the titles and tags and the descriptions and like how it all kind of works together. I can't do all of that without fully knowing like, I have to learn how to do it. And at that point, you were getting ready to open the doors to SEO superstars. So I came home and I told him like, (laughs) one day I was like, you know, we like have the money, but like, we don't have the money (laughs) was like one of those situations. And he luckily was really supportive. And he was like, No, I think you should do it, you know, go ahead and just dive in and do it. And one of the big things that drew me to that course was that you still sell on Etsy. That was a big, big part of what drew me to kind of jumping in and going, Okay, let's just do it. Let's see what I can learn and everything. And so in January, I started the course. And by the end of January, I had like enough money that I basically like paid the course paid for itself, essentially. That is always my goal. Yeah. People, like in releasing it that way was always to have people make back the I mean, I've had people like ask me, will you 1000% guarantee that I could do this? And I can't ever say that. But yeah, no. <laughs> your goal for people is that you see the payoff like that quickly in there so that you can, you know, go from there and be like, Oh, this was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you joined the program in January, did you have the same products that you have now or has it kind of shifted or like ebbed and flowed? No, same product. Did I? No, I didn't add anything in. I actually added in in May. I started the the baby shop, the Chasing Little Feet, which I'm sure we can talk about later. But I'm not even gonna lie. I don't remember where that shop even came about in my head. Truthfully, I know it was like somewhere at the end of 2018, night, beginning of 2019, that kind of started marinating with me. But no, so Wonderland Booksleeve actually is the exact same 
products. It's just, they've gotten better. (laughs) And they've really, when I kind of talk back about the event that we did to kind of donate these sleeves, it sounds crazy. But when we did that, it was like, we were able to really use different fabrics and use different techniques. And we really narrowed down what it is we wanted like the materials we wanted to use essentially, like the quality that we wanted to have. And we actually started, I will say at the beginning of when we very first started, we only had one size of book sleeve. So we had the large size. And now at the end of this year, we actually have four size book sleeves. And going into next year, we'll add in a fifth size. So it's definitely been such like it's, it's been a progress. And it's, it's been changing, but not the actual product. It's more just like we're taking the product that we have and seeing how we can make it like 100% better, you know? Yeah. I really like that because you've really taken to heart the idea of like diving into this niche product and then like just staying there and going deeper into that versus like adding in a million different accessory items that would maybe complement it, but it kind of distracts from what you're doing. So I think that that's great. When you joined SEO Superstars last year, what did you want to get from it? Or like, where did you want to go? And what has this year looked like for you? You know, I think when I signed up for SEO Superstars, I don't know that I had like a specific, like number in mind. I don't think that I was more number oriented. I mean, I wanted to kind of make back some of the money that I was giving up by dropping down to part time. But I think I just kind of wanted to learn. I just wanted to learn how Etsy worked. That was really my main goal going into SEO superstars was really just learning like how it all works together. Because I mean, you're talking to a girl that literally has done every Etsy mistake in the book, probably within like this year alone, I probably made like every mistake you can. And that's even with having the the course. Like I just kind of <laughs> jump in and do things. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I wasn't supposed to do that. <laughs> but that's like the best way to learn sometimes. Like I feel like part of the reason that I enjoy teaching this stuff so much and that I feel like I'm good at teaching it is because I also have made like every mistake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some people who are like, my very first year on Etsy, I made $300,000. Well, that was not me. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you know, like, I, but I think that, I mean, I don't know who would be able to do that, but yeah, no. <laughs> process that's valuable as you're growing and everything. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think that's been my biggest thing. I've just kind of this year been like a sponge and tried to learn literally as much as I can. And I'm a big comment reader. So even if I'm like kind of silently like stalking the group, I tend to just kind of read comments and read through like what other people would do in situations or what they're kind of doing in their shop or what mistakes they've made. And then I'm like, yep, been there, (laughs) done that one. And I think it's just good to know that you're not alone. Like we've all made, I literally, I've lost, I've done some crazy things with shipping when I didn't have like my profile set up right. So it's literally probably every mistake that I've made. But I really think this year, it was just to kind of supplement some of that income. But to just really learn and kind of get my footing on what I want the shop to be. And 
I don't know if you'll even remember this, but back when we, when I first bought the course, we were actually under a completely different name. We were actually under um, Charlie Elise Crafts. Yeah, I do remember. That's why I wasn't sure if the actual product had changed or just the the name of the shop. I no. Mean, I about rebranding and everything. Yeah, and we did. We actually did a rebrand in, I think it was February sometime. And I had been kind of thinking about it for a while. And then I listened to the podcast episode on naming your shop. And I was like, nope, that's it. We're rebranding it. It's a lot, but I'm going to do it. And I feel like every sort of change that I've made this year has just only helped even if it's a change that has not been the most pleasant or not been the easiest or it's been more time consuming than I've really anticipated it to be (laughs) it's really only helped so it's like everything that I have done and kind of invested in myself has just only helped I think get me to this point where I'm at right now you know just at the end of the year kind of really feeling like I have a handle on the tags and the titles and how the description can really sell the item or like, I know that Etsy doesn't make it easy to find information sometimes. Like if you're on the Etsy app versus like the desktop, like information can kind of be in like wonky spots. I want to make it as easy for the buyer to say, yes, I don't want them to have to go search for information. So talk to me about kind of like where you were in January and how it's unfolded, especially this year, because it's been such a strange year, you know, like what's gone on with your shop and, and where are you at finishing up this year? We're recording, although it won't air until January. (laughs) No, you're fine. (laughs) Yeah. So at the very beginning of this year, I was at 187 sales. And yeah, and we had done and honestly, the only way I got I think I got to 99 sales at the end of that event that we did that first like, you know, book signing live event vendor spot, I think got us to like 99 sales or right at 100. And so then between December and January, we got to that like 187 mark. So my goal for this year was to hit 500 sales. My sort of off the wall goal was to hit a thousand, but I was like, you know, let me not get cocky. (laughs) Let me just set it at 500. And like January stays pretty steady for us because I think people are, they have spending money and they're like, Hey, I want a book sleeve. Let me, you know, go ahead and shop for myself. So then in February though, our sales tank, like literally it's like, it's literally crickets around our shop in February. But then March 1st of this year, I distinctly remember because I was at work at my, sort of quote unquote grown up job. And I heard the cha-ching twice. And I one order was for three sleeves. And then one order was for one. And I remember thinking to myself, Oh my gosh, this month is going to be great. (laughs) And then we don't even really have to discuss (laughs) like what happened in March of 2020. But it was not a great month. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I jinxed us all with that. (laughs) Like thought. So really March, I mean, obviously March was really slow. And then we kept getting because obviously with what we sell, we have fabric, we have, you know, we do buttons, we have elastic. And we had a lot of people asking us to make masks. And, you know, my mom and I were just kind of, we were like, I don't even know if these will sell. I don't even know if these are going to be like, good quality, like what people need. But if people need it, we kind of sat down and talked about, you know, we kind of felt like in that moment, we sort of had a responsibility to give people what they needed. And so we start, my mom was like, you know what, let's just make some. 
and we'll see what happens. And we had to deactivate those listings like three times because we were still, I mean, we would have like 50 open orders and we were still getting them out in like a timely manner. But then it was like, we were waiting on elastic. And then it was like, this was back before I had my, my Rolo printer. So I'm literally hand thank you in cards and hand addressing envelopes and going and like standing in line at the post office. And it was just absolute madness. But you know what? It taught me so much about the fact that I think that I'm organized, but I am wildly unprepared <laughs> to be that busy. Like I just was not, I was like, okay, this is a big like learning moment. And it taught me what to do when we get a three-star review on something and trying to make it right with the customer. And so we sold masks. We actually sold about 300. So 300 of those sales from this year technically are masks. But which I don't think there's anything, you know, wrong with that or anything. But it's definitely was just kind of what we did in that season of life that we were in. So that was in April. And then in May, we just were kind of like, you know what, we're done. And our sales had kind of started to slow down on them anyway. So we're like, you know what, we're ready to get back to what it is we normally do. So we ended up Let's see, May was pretty good as far as like even book sleeves and stuff. Like people were still kind of, you know, doing book sleeves and stuff. And then in June, we actually, we were supposed to be vendors at an event on the coast and that got canceled, but they changed it to a virtual event. So right here, I think is where a big shift happened because I turned off free shipping in general and changed it to free shipping over $35 or more. That was a huge switch that we did. And it was like, we were ending up having, and I don't, I feel comfortable saying this because not everybody listens to podcasts. So I'm like putting my, (laughs) my business out there. But we last year in sales, we did $1,700. And I think most of that came from like Christmas time. I think Christmas time, the bulk of our sales was like 600 and some dollars. And that was with a three month old in tow. So that was like a big, that was a big month for us. But this year, as of today, we're at $12,865 in sales, I believe. And we just hit a thousand sales today. That is awesome. That is a huge increase. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, when I sit back and think about that increase, I'm like, how? I know. And I think that you need to take that time to like, really celebrate that because I think, and I know I'm this way, but like, it's like, okay, well then what's next? You know, what's the goal for next year? Where is it going to happen here? But it's like to really take that time to say $1,700 to, you know, 12 to 13,000 high 12s. (laughs) Yeah. That's a huge, I can't do that mental math off the top of my head. No, no, no. (laughs) What the percentage increase there is, I mean, that's insane. That's a huge amount of growth. And it's absolutely crazy. And the thing is, I didn't really do a lot of that. You know, I really started to get more. That was literally the first six months of the year, not really do actually seven months of the year, not really doing anything with social media. I have no Pinterest. I mean, I have Pinterest now, but it's I definitely don't pin all the time. I don't I'll, I'll literally go weeks without being on there. And that's no email marketing. I'm like, that's literally just SEO at this point. And that. I mean, it's just crazy to think that you can have that kind of growth in just a year's time, you know, and when I pulled the numbers, so we're this whole for this whole year, we're at a 3% conversion rate, which 
I'm sure some shops are like, that's so cute. I sit at like a five or six all year, which, you know, that's amazing. And that's like a good (laughs) goal for me to try to be at next year. But we're at last year, we were at a 2.8. And this year, we're at a 3%. But Etsy brought in this year, 82% of that traffic, whereas I only brought in 18%. And I've really only started getting more traffic on like social media, just, I mean, really in the, in this like tail end, like in this last like three to four months. And that's honestly with like February being dead, March being pretty much dead. And then August being pretty much dead. And we're still like in August, I was like, is this thing on? Like, what, where, where's my cha-chings? What's happening? Yeah. (laughs) That's still with having, you know, those lulls, like those ebbs and flows that everyone's going to have in their year. And that's still with those like flows. And like for Black Friday, we started getting sales because I would assume most people were shopping really early, I would hope. (laughs) But our sales really started like November 21st. And then they've kind of petered out like this past week. We haven't had as many, but it wasn't just, it really wasn't just one sleeve or two sleeves. I mean, we're talking, I was shipping out boxes with six sleeves, seven sleeves, nine sleeves. I mean, it was just these crazy orders coming in. And it was like, we would clear it and we would get down to like 10 open orders. And then we would have like several sales in the middle of the night to where it would, it would bring us back up to 15. And then throughout the day, it was like, I think the most we had open was 22 orders. You know, my mom's plugging away. If it wasn't for her, none of this would be possible. Cause she's like, I just want to sew and fulfill orders. And I'm like, okay, well, here you go. <laughs> yeah. And I do want to just like hammer back the point that you made a minute ago about the fact that like throughout the course of this year and the growth that you've seen, like this hasn't been you having to hustle and, you know, to spread yourself really thin. I mean, I'm sure that there were times that you felt spread thin fulfilling the orders Yeah, (laughs) to spread yourself too thin, like in terms of the marketing and how much freedom comes from that in just knowing that, you know, when Etsy brings in 82% of your traffic, then that allows you to not have to be like hustling all the time trying to build your own traffic. And you know, what's funny, because we really haven't even because I kind of skipped completely over it, because I'm just, again, this is the shop that really takes the most, like focus and kind of effort, because it's it's an ever changing thing, like you constantly have changing patterns and you know, new listings that you want to get out, new ideas that you have. But we in May, at the very end of May, I actually launched my second Etsy shop, which is like custom onesies and like receiving blankets and things like that. And it's definitely been a slower road because I don't get to dedicate that much time to it because this one takes up, you know, the Wonderland book sleeve (laughs) takes up like a lot of time. But that one has been, it's kind of one of those shops that once I put the effort in and design the onesie and I take photos and I list it, I don't really have to do anything else. I just kind of have to keep the inventory like up where, you know, where it needs to be if we make sales. Even that one has been, I think we just hit 50 or 51 sales on that shop. And that's, that literally is virtually with me doing no nothing. That's just SEO. And that's a very kind of niche like onesies that I'm selling, you have to have a certain personality to uh, 
think those onesies are funny because they're inspired by my child and <laughs> and kind of the year that I've had with her. But, you know, that shop has kind of been in the background as well. And so next year, my kind of experiment that I want to do is I want to go through and do that shop with SEO superstars at the very beginning of the year and see if those sort of results can be like mimicked again, you know, and there's a lot of quarantine babies coming. So I think if you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I think if it's like market not really marketed the right way, but if it's done in the right way, you know, that shop could be huge as well. And I I think if I was able to dedicate more time to it, (laughs) we still like I made my first sale within a week of opening that shop. And it's definitely possible to be found in that search as long as you kind of know how to make it work for you, you know? Absolutely. I have no doubt that if you go through that and you spend the time on that shop, that there is a huge market for it. (laughs) So moving forward into 2021, what goals do you have for your shop? Like where do you want to take it from here over the next year? Oh man, you know, I don't even know. I know we were talking about this like kind of before we started recording and I I literally had three goals for this year and it was one to get a bestseller, which we got last week, and then one was to hit 500 sales, which quickly became 1000 sales, which we hit today as a matter of fact. And then the third was kind of to be on this podcast. <laughs> so I feel like I don't know <laughs> and here I am. And I don't think I've really figured out fully what the goal is for next year. I think, honestly, with the book sleeve shop, we have a few in person events, we have a few book signings that hopefully, fingers crossed, we're able to actually make it to. So I'm hoping that those happen. I think I would kind of like to see as far as sales and numbers go, I would kind of like the book sleeve shop to stay. And I know that sounds crazy, because it's like, well, wouldn't you want this like big growth? But it's like, I kind of would like it to stay where it is. You know, my daughter's kind of getting into that toddler, very toddler stage where she's going to take up a lot of a lot more time and energy than she already does. But I feel like I would really love to see where I can take the baby shop, which is actually called Chasing Little Feet. And I would love to kind of see where I can take that one because I think financially, my goal for next year would be able to drop down because right now I work three days a week. And I would love to be able to drop down to like one or two days a week and just have more of that like open, you know, availability. Like in my personal life with just, you know, if my husband's got to go do his thing, I'm like, no, it's cool. I'll stay here with her. Like, I don't, we don't have to work around schedules as much, you know? Yeah. So I think that's, I don't know that I've really set financial goals for next year, but I think deep down it would fully be to be able to take like a further step back from the part-time job that I work outside of the home and just really focus on, on both of them. You know, I would love to get more listings in the baby shop. I would love to kind of get rid of some of this inventory that I have. (laughs) that's just kind of hanging out here. And I would love to get like in person, you know, get back to the in-person stuff with the book signings and really see where that one can go. I think that if we were to add any of that stuff in, it would just have to make sense for her, but we don't, need anything else. You know, I think the book sleeves are, it's not bad. It's not bad to just have one sort of flagship item in your store. It's not bad to have that for the onesies. I'm totally okay having just onesies in the shop and kind of get rid of the whole 
like receiving blankets and burp claws and all that and just have the onesies. Cause I think for me, I've just come to realize that it's, it's okay to have one thing and to do it really, really well. And to do it not necessarily better than other shops because there's other shops out there that have a great product, but just doing it in a different way, something different that you're bringing to the table. And I've definitely realized that we don't need a ton of products to do that. It's just, how do we take this one thing and set it apart? Like, how do we take this one thing and make it stand out? And I've really gotten a lot. I've really figured a lot of that out this year. So I think next year is just going to be a lot of kind of growth on that and, you know, kind of see where I can take that, like my own spin on stuff, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I think that it's going to be really good for you to go into this, you know, you spent like the past year really learning and getting your feet underneath you in terms of like, just understanding, I guess, sort of the strategy of building your shop and then to go into this next year, having that foundation and then just being able to really take it in whatever direction that you want. I would encourage you to make those financial goals and really set yeah. those numbers, but also take time to just process the year and <laughs> like revel a little bit in what you have accomplished because it's been huge. Yeah, I know. It's I actually was sitting here and my actually one of my author friends I had posted on Instagram, which and it's been a lot of growth because I mean earlier this year I loathed. Instagram, I, (laughs) I was, I would avoid it like the plague. And now I've actually gotten to where I actually enjoy being on there. And I like doing like all the, the videos and stuff. But my author friend that she actually placed a really big custom order with us earlier this year. And she's one of the she's coordinating one of the events that we're going to next year that's supposed to be in Texas. So I hope it happens. But (laughs) I kind of did like a funny thing on Instagram. And I was like, Oh, you know, 999 sales, like who wants to be that thousand sale or whatever. And she actually went in and bought it. She's bought several book sleeves from us, but she actually bought that book sleeve and said, happy 1000th. And I literally I'm like, getting emotional about it, because it's like, it finally just kind of hit me how big of like a milestone that was. And my mom, I love her so much. I can't remember when it was, we were at like maybe 700 sales. And I was like, I want to hit a thousand. Like, that's my goal. And she was like, you know, it's a good goal, but I just don't want, you know how moms are like, they don't want you to like get your hopes up or anything. And so as we, so as we started getting closer, I was like, I'm going to make you a shirt that says like, I didn't believe in my child and I'm going to make you wear it. I was like, I'm going to make you wear it all day. And so today when we actually like made that sale, she was like, fine, when you're right, you're right. And I was like, don't worry, I'll get your shirt ready. <laughs> I think it's always fun because I was actually just having this conversation with my mom the other day because, you know, when I started on Etsy, like I bought an embroidery machine at a yard sale and it was like on this crappy desk in the corner of my bedroom and then all these years later, it's obviously yeah. to like a lot more than that. And I'm like, yeah. who ever would have thought like you never could have told me eight years ago that this is what I would have been doing. But it's such an enormous blessing in my family and my life. And like, I'm so thankful for it. But I never even would have been able to dream up what has actually happened. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, and the funny thing is, I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks back all the way back 
in February of 2019, like I was walking out of work, just barely pregnant. And I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be leaving work to go pick her up from the babysitter. I can't like, I literally can't do it. And that hit me so hard. Cause I'm like, I always grew up in daycare. Like that was never, it was never a question of, you know, mommy and daddy got to go to work. Like it just wasn't, you know, I didn't have like that kind of stay at home mom, like upbringing. So I always just figured that I would want to continue to work. And it's like, I do want to continue to work. But it's just not in the same way that I had really planned out for myself. And this year's definitely been I mean, anyone that has kids that knows, and I know you know this, because you're right in like the thick of it, that first like years, you know, she's my first kid and my first kid. I mean, she acts like she's a kid. She's almost 15 months and she acts like she's almost 21. But (laughs) she's literally my first. And it's I really struggled a lot this year with I know a lot of people struggled this year in different, very, very different ways. But for me, this struggle this year was a big mental struggle as in I've always worked full time. So if I'm not working that five days a week, eight hours a day, I'm not doing enough. But really, Etsy gives you the flexibility to be able to say, you know what, today, I am i can't do it. I literally can't do it. I'm just going to sit on the couch with my child. And, you know, whatever it is, you know, binge watch Disney Plus or whatever. And it gives you that flexibility. But that was a huge like mental struggle with me this year. And as in saying, you know what, you are doing enough, you're not in the season of life that you're going to be able to work as many hours as you want to. So enjoy the time that you're in now. And then later on down the road will be that time that she's in school or whatever it is, and I can focus and spend more hours on the business. But I think every single day I make these to do lists. And I'm like, well, (laughs) Still didn't get everything done. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think that that is like, it's a huge, I mean, it's something that I still struggle with. And I think that having another baby has brought all those feelings back again. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because the thing is like, and I have to like consciously tell myself that because I'm, you know, I love to work and, and I don't really want to cut back, but this has been a crazy year and to have a baby and, and everything. And, and that time is fleeting. And so I, yeah. think that, I mean, all the ages are like, it's not like yeah. it's the only one that's fleeting, but you know, I think that it's like, for me, the flexibility and it, it's funny. Cause like listening to you talk about this, you said like, you know, when you were talking about the numbers goals for last year, you know, shouldn't you want to grow bigger, but you really just want to do the thing. And like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think it's actually a really freeing point when you get to the point and you say like, I'm satisfied with where this shop is right now. And I just want to maintain for a little bit, knowing that when you're ready to scale it up, when your child is a little bit bigger or when COVID is yeah. better or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like when you're ready to scale it up, you have the tools to be able to do that. And so it's really within your control. And so you're choosing to like have a holding point for a little bit. And that's like actually kind of a freeing feeling. Yeah. But I think you're right. I think it's time at least for right now to kind of reflect like this next several weeks, just enjoy the holidays and kind of reflect and see where we're going. And who knows, maybe this time next year, 
we'll bring it back to the podcast and we'll talk about chasing little feet more and <laughs> the crazy sales that happen <laughs> with that shop next year. Who knows? Yes, that will be our goal. We will have a round two next year. Yes, I love that. <laughs> well, Pamela, thank you so much for being here today and for doing this podcast with me. Tell everybody again where they can find you if they want to check out your shop. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. So you can find me at Wonderland Booksleeve, and that's everywhere. That's Facebook, Etsy, Instagram, all the places. And then Chasing Little Feet is on Instagram and Facebook. And then on Etsy, it's actually Chasing Little Feet Co. Chasing Little Feet and Wonderland Booksleeves. And I would love for you guys to come and hang out because you guys can do it. You guys can do it just the way that I can do it. You know, it's possible. (laughs) SEO works. (laughs) Totally does. Thank you again for being here. Thank you so much. I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation with Pamela as much as I enjoyed chatting with Pamela. So if you are looking for some SEO tips and you haven't yet downloaded the SEO checklist, make sure you head to laurenkeplinger.com forward slash checklist and download that SEO checklist. It will help you on your way to getting some of that passive traffic that you're not having to hustle for, just like Pamela and I talked about throughout the course of this conversation. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Bye.